I'd said I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I'm joined by Leonor Cavoda. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. So, you know, the best part of yesterday was that was the day of the inauguration, right? Jan- uh, January 20th. And uh, the best part of yesterday is when I woke up, President Trump was still my president. He was still your president, and you still had a chance to see him return to Florida to many, many crowds. Yeah, big crowds. And, you know, that was a nice thing. And then I woke up this morning and I was thinking, wow, what a nightmare. You know, I had this dream, this nightmare that Joe Biden stole the election and somehow was president and that there was a coup and that people like John Brennan were actually talking about taking out his political adversaries. And and the mainstream media was, you know, basically tearing uh, and clawing at Trump as he was run out of town, and uh, and uh, what a nightmare that is, you know. And the nightmare seems to to have come true. I mean, uh, you know, where they um, basically are mandating a hundred days of mask wearing now. Uh, they're also giving it a hundred day moratorium on deportations with the border security. So, yeah. you know, it's America last. America last is what this Democrat Party stands for now. America last. A 100-day moratorium on deportations for non-citizens. And then 100 days of mask mandatory uh, mandates. And, And not to mention the fact that Fauci gets rewarded for his sheer stupidity. Fauci. Where he said... You don't have to wear a mask, then you have to wear a mask. Uh, the asymptomatic never spreads. Uh, he said all the things that were proven to be, according to them, wrong. Actually, I think that they were telling the truth, but then they saw an opportunity to crush the Trump economy. And then basically they turned it around and used it as a political weapon, carrying the water for Mother China. 
And, you know, here we are. We're in this nightmare of a situation uh, where you have Joe Biden given apparently one of the longest speeches in history? Yeah, it was, it was 2,500 words. Now, the longest speech was uh, William Henry Harrison, who spoke for over 8,200 words. And he had his coat open and died 31 days later because it was a very <laughs> cold day. Yeah, I remember that. But but with regard to, no, when I say the it's the longest speech since Reagan. Reagan's uh, last inauguration was about 2,600 words. So, uh, and his was, and Biden's was twenty five hundred. It was twenty five hundred. I think. Yeah. I think um, Trump was around fourteen hundred. It didn't seem like that long a speech. And you know, I had a conversation with some family members about this, and one said I thought it was weak. The other one said, "Well, considering that he's not a good speech deliverer, it was pretty good." And you, when you do recall that brought Biden has issues with stuttering, uh, the fact that he was able to remain coherent for the duration of the speech, I guess, is a positive. But to your point, Scott, this isn't like that old. Dallas episode where you wake up and an entire season was a dream. We have actually woken up and uh, Joe Robert Joseph Robinette Biden is now the 46th president of the United States. But that does not in any way discount all the wonderful accomplishments of 45. And you know what Donald Trump said yesterday? He said, we will be back in some form or another. He did say that. So that's something to think about. And one other thing, I want to correct something I said on the air yesterday. It was my understanding that President Trump did not leave a letter for his successor, as it tur- Joe Biden, as it turns out he did. And Joe Biden described the letter as being very generous, but he intimated that he was not going to share it because it was a private matter. And usually I don't think they do share the letter. But the fact that he referred to it as generous, I'm going to try to be put on my optimistic hat for just a moment and say, okay, at least he said something nice before we go back to being uh, more practical. So the Spectator Index uh, basically said, breaking, China imposes sanctions on 28 American nationals including Trump administration officials Mike Pompeo, John Bolton, Peter Navarro, and Steve Bannon. So right now, you got China attacking the... the, 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 the yesterday, Trump was the president of the United States. Okay. Right. Okay? And on the same day that the president of the United States, Trump, President Trump, was president, China issues this... Sa- imposes these sanctions... On 28 American nationals, including Trump administration officials, Mike Pompeo, John Bolton, Peter Navarro, and Steve Bannon. Now, what will Biden do? Because if it was President Trump, he would grab a list of 28 Chinese nationals. Maybe he would actually uh, grab 50 and kick them off the stock exchange and, and sanction them. And, you know, do an eye for an eye. Yeah. And that would be because he's putting America first. That would be because he's not going to take, you know, an assault from China who wants to um, interfere with our elections. So what will Biden do? Will Biden sell out to China over America's previous administration, cabinet members and campaign staff? Or will Biden stand with Americans by retaliating with sanctions of his own against the Chinese officials. Well, that remains to be seen. I have a feeling that uh, that Biden is going to allow China to get away with things that they would have never gotten away with 
with the President Trump. Oh, I agree with that completely because he's had a history of uh, taking money from China. And then we have this thing. It says, uh, um, Matthew Peterson writes, The cool kids got rid of the big bad orange orange bully. One senses the awkwardness of them all in the same small crowd surrounded by soldiers after the sudden end of all they did. But the rhetoric rests on unity and truth. And this they agree on. Truth and unity over lies, of course. And but, so, um, you know, basically, it's uh, unity is going to be pushed. Do people really think Dems, MSM, want that prediction? Dems will blame Rep- Republicans and Trump for not giving it a chance the first time they are dis- in, uh, disagreed with. It's going to happen. I'm just choosing to s- say screw the unity today instead of tomorrow. Well, you know what? Some are already screwing the unity. There were protests from the left in Seattle and Portland. So people used to say, oh, look, you know, these are all Trump's fault. Well, guess what? Yeah. Trump isn't the president yeah. anymore. Margot it- Cleveland writes, since Joe Biden has committed himself to truth, the media will now vet Hunter and Jim Biden, right? Oh, and report. Uh, on Obama Biden administration's role in Spygate, will they, you know, continue to do that, or are they going to, you know, one of the things that was interesting, all the executive orders um, that Trump did that were pending, yeah, he's saying halt them, halt them, freeze yeah. them, don't freeze do, them. don't do them, right. and then the other part is the White House shift over all the executive orders that President Trump was putting out in the last couple of weeks. All get 404 errors now. Yeah. So you go to the website, you click on the link, 404. Yeah. 404 error means the site's not loading. Right. Those those pages have been scrubbed. They totally did a do-over on the entire uh, White House. Now, part of that might be because they probably just developed a whole new website. Right. Rather than scrub every word that yeah. says President Donald Trump. And so maybe they just didn't port it all over yet. Uh, maybe right. I'll give them the benefit of the exactly. doubt. So Thomas Massey says, can we go back to 1D chess now? I, I don't get that joke. <laughs> oh, I, love, I, I think the joke is super funny. Yeah. Because everybody was talking about 3D chess, oh, okay, 5D okay. chess. Yeah. You know, that, that uh, it, it, turns out, it turns out that we were not playing 5D chess. Apparently, 5D chess wasn't getting it done. I mean, uh, there, there's no... And we're going to be talking about this for the days and weeks to come. But I'm holding Rona McDaniel as enemy number one right now uh, on the scale. Rona McDaniel, the head of the RNC. Yeah, uh, Mitt Romney's niece. Niece. And you notice how she dropped the Romney in her name after it began annoying Trump. She suddenly went back to being just Rona McDaniel, not Rona Romney McDaniel. We're going to talk a little bit about that later in the show here today. Uh, We're going to talk about... The disinformation and the misinformation and some of the negative things that people have been saying or some of the things that people have been saying that were wrong and how that hurt. I think that hurt our agenda, that hurt our party, that hurt our movement. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little later. But I want to get through some of these commentaries from some people that I follow. And uh, and this is just on Twitter. But, you know, I, I I want to make an announcement. I did finally manage to figure out Telegram. Telegram. Um, it turns out, you know, uh, people were writing into me and they were helping me 
with Telegram. Oh, isn't that they, nice? Yeah, and they were because they I think they knew I didn't know what I was doing, right? <laughs> and uh, and so uh, one of the things I figured out, and I would go on like YouTube or something, and like you know try to figure out how to work this telegram right and it's barely different than whatsapp and signal really right you know it's 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 a messenger it's sort of like square peg round hole it's not tailor-made for social media and social networking the way twitter was or the way uh facebook was but telegram turns out i did make these channels but they were marked private right like no one was allowed oh, to see them. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was wondering why am I getting why am I not getting any new subscribers? So so in other words you were just entertaining yourself. Yeah. So um telegram.com slash Scott Adams show and telegram.com slash red state talk. Uh, let's see. If I do that, let's see what happens. Scott Adams show. Uh I it's supposed to come up like that I, I think oh no oh no no no. here it is it's t.me slash scott adams show okay so here's folks if you want to uh follow me on telegram telegram okay yeah t.me slash scott adams show t.me slash scott adams show okay and t.me slash red state talk Let's see if that one works. All right. Sorry. We're, we're, we're learning as we go, folks. And I'm, I'm bringing this up for a reason, actually. I'm not trying to just be funny. But um, I will tell you this. Uh, I read a report in the Daily Caller that talked about the significance and the impact that the big tech had on this election. It was worth uh, probably perhaps a billion dollars worth of political campaign donations. The censorship... The throttling, the um, complete destruction of people's uh, accounts in the lead up. Yeah. I mean, all those um, great QAnon warriors that were um, doing their metadata research. I mean, I'm talking about the good ones, the ones that were literally doing real research. Uh, mm-hmm. I think In the Matrix is a good example of that. Yeah. Uh, I think that Reba. Uh, uh, our friend, friend of the Scott Adams show was doing a good job with that. Um, I just think that there there were a lot of anons that got it wrong and there were a lot of um, Q enthusiasts that really understood what Q was about. And it was a community of people that were trying to find the truth and using metadata uh, to do it. And I can't tell you how many times I've I would hear a name or... Uh, see a document that I otherwise would not have seen or a name I would have never heard of. Now, I never ever hear a name and then just take it at at face value. Mm -hmm. I always look that person up and I vet it. And uh, I'm the biggest skeptic of data. So if I see data coming in, I am like, uh, people would get the impression that I'm on the other's team Mm -hmm. because I would act almost like uh, the other, other side because I want to vet that and make sure that that's going to be right. So one of the things about our track record, if you look back at what we've been saying, we've been saying some really, really good things. I mean, uh, the stuff that we were talking about, we did not get ahead of our skis uh, uh, hardly at all. Uh, I think there may have been one or two times where we got ahead of our skis. But for the most part, the Scott Adams show 
accuracy was very good, very solid. Our, our track record was very good. Um, but we were trying to warn people about the infiltration, and we were getting in trouble from our own team, our right. own side yeah. on that, because we would bring up infiltrators and disinformation uh, artists, uh, and I think you know some of the big names that we were bringing up, and people were not liking to hear what we had to say about some of these people that were instrumental in disinformation. And we're talking about these so-called patriots that were, you know, basically pushing out the Jericho March and the Georgia rally and talking about the Kraken and all this stuff. Turns out we actually know the source who was the Kraken and that person we know to be a total fraud Mm -hmm. personally. And, you know, criminal record a mile long, stolen valor, the whole ball of wax. And so... When you take a look and you say, well, Sidney Powell has this Kraken, and this Kraken is a total nut job uh, with a criminal record and stolen valor, and nobody cares about it, um, we here at the Scott Adams Show do care about it. We care about stolen valor. We care about impersonating yourself as something you're not. We care about fraud. We care about forgery. We care about these things. So... When Sidney Powell does this connection, you got to say, well, that's not right. And uh, it, it, it ought to be spoken about, even if it runs counter to the following in our base of listeners that we have. Because um, <clears throat> the truth really does need to come out. But I got to tell you, we took a beating on some of those reports yeah, we that did. we did. And I was like, I would say to Leonora before the show, I was like, I'm going to say some things about this. And I said, it's probably not going to go over well. Right. But, um, but they were truths. And we never had Patrick Byrne, Lynn Wood, Sidney Powell, or um, you know, uh, even General Flynn. We never had those people on. Turns out General Flynn is now working for Fox News. Why am I not yeah. surprised? Well, he's a lifelong Democrat, yeah. right? So we never had those on. And there was years ago, 2015, General Flynn wanted to come on the Scott Adams show. And we said, no. I said, no. I said, what's the point? Uh, and Leonora is the one that was um, approached. They approached us to be on the show. Um, but Actually, it was 2016, and it, when, it was when he was potentially being vetted for a high-level office. Okay. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. That, so, that was, so it was interesting that we, decide, that we passed at the time. Well, the reason why I had passed on General Flynn was there was one day when he was um, on Fox News, and he was giving an interview, and he had just gotten fired the second time from Obama. Yeah. Obama hired the guy twice. Yeah. Fired him twice, too. But um, the, the point is about that is he was asked this question, is ISIS winning or losing? And he answered, they're winning. And I said, that's not the right answer. That's the not right what answer, patriots say. No, the right answer was they're neither winning or losing. Under the Obama regime, ISIS wasn't winning or losing. They were actually taking their order papers and they were being financed by the American government. The Obama administration was financing ISIS. That's what they were doing. They were actually, you know, through the black markets because it wasn't something that you would have passed through Congress or a congressional delegation would have wanted to actually put put their signature on. Uh, yeah, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're doing an aid package for ISIS, the people that cut off our heads and burn people in cages? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. No, they weren't doing that. So they had to do it through the black market. 
and that's how they benefit how they the benefit factors of that were actually people like Lindsey Graham and John McCain they were doing the dirty work and they chose to do that dirty work because what they were able to do is get rich off of it so they were like I'll do it and that's what was going on that's why Lindsey Graham and Donald Trump never saw eye to eye on what was happening in Syria and what was happening with ISIS and what was happening with Kamal Khashoggi and all these different things that were going on in the Middle East. And this is what they were trying to cover up. A lot of these dirty deeds done dirt cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that song, ACDC. <laughs> so anyway, that was what was going on there. So um, ISIS was neither winning or losing. And that's why I thought that that was a disingenuous uh, answer to that question. Um, but in any case, we're on Telegram and uh, t.me slash Scott Adams show, t.me slash Red State Talk uh, are two of our accounts that we're, we have. Um, we're going to continue to read some of the posts that were really, really quite good. This one here really burns me up. Chris Wallace just told the Fox News audience of President Biden's speech. I have been listening to these inaugural addresses since 1961. John F. Kennedy's Ask Not. I thought this was the... uh, So he's been watching um, inaugurations since John F. Kennedy's Ask Not, right? And he says, I thought this was the best inaugural address I've ever heard. Can you believe that Chris Wallace from Fox News said that? No, that's, that's ludicrous. Incidentally, Fox News... They're now in third place behind CNN and MSNBC. Yeah, um, they used to beat CNN and MSNBC combined. I think they're trying to make some changes because I think they're aware that they're losing audience members. By the way, speaking of uh, press conference type things, yeah. Jen Psaki had a press conference, the new press secretary, and yeah. somebody asked her. Will Biden keep Donald Trump's Air Force One color scheme change? And Jennifer Saki responded, this is such a good question. Okay, is this yeah. how these uh, press conferences are going to go? <laughs> so a lot of people think that, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I agree with Trump probably too much. Right. I, I, I mean, there's nothing I, I don't, there's really nothing I disagree with Donald Trump on. Um, because he just, I see... I see it the way he sees it. You channel Trump. Well, no, I'm just saying that I agree. I've agreed with just about everything he's done. And I thought he was the best president we've ever had by far. And but history the, will show that. Yeah, I think so. It'll take a little time, but it'll But there happen. was one, one thing I didn't see eye to eye on with Trump. Just one. And it was the color scheme of the plane. That's why because, I brought it up. Yeah. You knew I was going to tell that story, right? Yeah. Um, Apparently, the reporters are concerned about it. That's what they're focused on. (laughs) Well, that's that's yeah. What what kind of what color ice cream do you have? Um, But you know, I actually do like the Jackie Onassis style plane. Uh, She was Jackie Kennedy then. Jackie Jackie (laughs) Kennedy. Yeah, that's right. Well, she 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 wouldn't have become Jackie Onassis if uh, she was Jackie Kennedy when she did that. Yes. All right, so, hey, we're going to take um, a caller right now. Uh, Julie, you're on the uh, air. Good morning. How are the two of you? Pretty good. On this uh, bright day after a strange inauguration. (laughs) It's a terrible, it was a terrible moment in American history because um, the person, you, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that that was a stolen election 
And uh, I think that the mail-in ballots have to be looked at. I think that these voting machines have to be looked at. Never again should we ever be subjected to a, a rigged election like this. And for this guy to stand there with a straight face and act like he earned it, when he he could even fill up three circles and he never left his basement, and yet... You know, they're trying to say that somehow that they were the smartest people in the room. The guy didn't work for it. He was handed and gifted that. And that that's the saddest thing. But it's he he, he seized the power for all by doing all the wrong things. And it just doesn't seem to add up. And then he says, pick up the pieces, pick up the pieces. They're the ones who broke us into pieces. What the hell are they talking about? I know, I know. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's so upsetting the just hubris. listening to these these words that incite people. Anyway, all I wanted to say was about Fox and Fox Business. Fox Business ended up with a little blurb saying that it was one of the best NASDAQ records ever. Who are they talking about? All you have to go do is go down the list. The only thing that performed yesterday was Netflix. And you know that anybody who buys at, at Netflix now, they're going to lose money because it's going to go down because people are going to be running out of money if they shut down the the Keystone Pipeline and people lose jobs. All you can see is 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 unemployment. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, already when you close the Keystone Pipeline down, you've cut thousands of jobs. Uh, you've also um, uh, make us dependent on uh, the Middle East and terrorists for oil. Uh, you actually help Russia with their um, oil leverage position in the world. We were energy independent. We were the world's largest oil producer with the fracking. Uh, they're they're going to attack fracking next. And those people in Pennsylvania who, uh, you know, again, you know, here's the weird thing. I was just about to say who voted for Biden, but really I don't think Pennsylvanians did vote for Biden. I think that the machines no. voted for Biden. This is the This is the thing. The people aren't to blame. For who they voted for, it's it's the um, deep state uh, election riggers uh, and the corrupt election officials that actually rigged the election for a Democrat. Because the people didn't do wrong; they did right. They voted in record numbers for an incumbent president to be reelected, and That's the right. you can't you can't say that they didn't vote right. It was rigged. You know, there were paper ballots that were printed up. You can't beat a printing press. Well, and then if you, you listen to um, the, the, the My Pillow guy, he says that he has all the evidence and he's seen all the evidence that China was the one that infiltrated our, our uh, vote, vote tallies. But the thing is, how come nobody's listening? How, buddy, how come nobody's doing anything? And is the military going to get involved, or are they, or is that all just been a, a story? I, I don't know. I, I, it's just all very. The military is not going to get involved uh, because the commander in chief right now will not let them get involved, and all, all of these investigations are going to be halted. I mean, this was a disaster, um, and we were we were played. Uh, I think Barr dropped the ball, and Barr should be ashamed of himself today. Um, 
you not, know? not just ashamed. He he when he meets his pearly gates, he's going to have to answer to a higher right. power. That's right. that's all we can hope for. That's right. Well, thank you, Julie. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, take care. Thanks, thank Julie. You. And you it's know what? Just speaking, yeah. yeah, take care. And speaking of um, Mike Lindell yeah. and my pillow, the best thing you could do for um, Mike Lindell, who's getting sued uh, by um, the, the left, uh, and also um, they're not uh, they're not uh, offering his products in their well, stores. Well, and in Coles and Bed Bath and Beyond are on my boycott list yeah. now. Um, so yeah, I'm going to boycott Coles if they're going to actually start this game. Of boycotting Mike Lindell and my pillow by not allowing him to sell his goods in their stores, then you know what? So long, they started that fight, right? Mm-hmm. They started it, and so we're going to finish it, and we're going to basically stand together as a group, and we're going to say, you know what? Let's not go to Kohl's. Mm-hmm. Let's not go to Bed Bath and Beyond. And while you're at it. Uh, buy my if you're going to buy sheets and do, dog uh, sheets and dog pillows mm-hmm. and and pillows and you're going to buy sheets and you're going to buy stuff. Don't go to Kohl's and get some other Martha Stewart brand from somewhere. Uh, go out and buy Mike Lindell's product because he stepped up and fought for the president as best he could. And you know while you're at it, why don't you use the red state code? It's called mypillow.com. We have a code. We get up to 66% off uh, people that use our code. We've yes. been using it for years now. And uh, that's uh, the, the code is Red State, the Red State code. And we, uh, so, we have it promoted on our website yeah. and on the air with commercials. And on our YouTube page. Yes. All right. We're going to take another call. I don't recognize this caller. So, uh, caller, you're on the air. Oh, thank you. I love your show. Hi. What is your I name? Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm I'm John from Snowflake, Arizona. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, and I was just thinking, you know, we we've, we've taken a big gut punch here, uh, many over the last few years, and it's it's so disappointing to hear all the people like uh, Sidney Powell, uh, Michael Flynn. It seems like we've been grasping at hope, and then all of a sudden it's just. There's nothing. nothing. <laughs> I mean, I've been following this since probably 1980, since I've been become uh, politically aware with Reagan. That's where I first noticed media bias. And then we've had a respite with Reagan's uh, administration and then Trump's administration, which I agree with you is the, is the best so far. The, uh, with Biden in... Jimmy Carter starting to look really good. You know, I thought he was the worst. And then Obama <laughs> came along. I don't know where we go from here. I just think uh, China's got their hand in this, no doubt. And I'd like to see what Joe Biden's going to do when China makes a move on Taiwan. Uh, I just I just like your show, and I just want to make a few comments. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure, John. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for calling so in. We always love having new callers. My pleasure. Take care. Yeah, I'll try to make, try to make it a habit. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Looking forward to that. Take care. 
And uh, actually, um, I think Julie asked to, well, wants to finish. Uh, so Julie's back just, on the line. I just Julie? like your show, and I just want to make a few comments. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, Julie. Sure, John. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you calling so much. We always love having new callers. Okay, so she's got an echo going on there. <laughs> I don't know. That was kind we of heard weird. us again. Yeah, that was weird. Um, so yeah, we. Um, well, I think that what you're going to find is that Joe Biden is going to be selling out to big corporate. You know, and he's going to be selling out the big pharma, um, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, I'm not. I'm not worried about. I'm worried about future elections. You know, I was reading this report uh, about Colorado and um, what was interesting about it is, and I I just posted it this morning and it said something about Colorado and uh, well, there's a report that says Twitter's crackdown severely harmed Republicans and helped Democrats. Is that news? That's not news. (laughs) Um, But no, there was this thing. It says, um, oh, and then there's Juan Williams crying on the air, right? Um, oh, because Kamala yeah. Harris is the first black uh, vice president and the first uh, female black uh, vice president, and she's also partially Asian. Look, again, it's a, it's an historic moment. Same thing I said about Barack Obama, just wrong person. Yeah. So uh, one of the things is th- they were talking about Colorado. I can't find this t- story. Um, but... Um, because I don't think I posted it. I think I just read it. Um, in any case, they were talking about how um, Colorado is now run by uh, the House, the Senate. Everything mm-hmm. is Republic, uh, Democrat. Democrat. Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. And almost every seat, everything that's going on in Colorado is now liberal. Yeah. And I said, aren't they one of the states that started this mail-in balloting? Yeah. And turns out, sure enough, they were. They were one of the pioneers of mail-in balloting. And as soon as they started mail-in balloting, you know, where you can... Uh, they were doing you, mail-in balloting a number of years right. ago. And, and they became liberal Yeah. ever since then. Well, and Now they have uh, pot and all this stuff. So the point I'm making is, I, I think that... I think that the Democrats are rigging these mail-in balloting systems because it's, everywhere that there is voting machines, like they said the uh, Dominion voting machines uh, actually resulted in 5.6% increase in Biden voters. Just yeah. just the machines alone. Yeah. But wherever there was mail-in balloting, it was like a major shift. Yeah. And uh, what I think is happening there is... You know, it used to be that there was a civic duty and the people that cared about their country would show up and they would go out mm-hmm. and they would vote. Right. right. And the people that didn't give two cents about the country. Right. They probably shouldn't be voting because they don't really care. Right. They don't know the issues. They don't even know the candidates. Yeah. Uh, they got a situation where they are uh, voting and they don't even know it. Yeah. Um, and like I said yesterday, it's sort of like that. I thought that the invoice was a good example. You know, often, you know, if I run a business and I'm, I create this invoice, uh, I could create the invoice while the person's on the phone and then they give me a credit card to pay for the invoice. I don't even have to mail the invoice. Right. I could just create the invoice, pay the invoice with the credit card and process it as paid. And that invoice never even left the gate. 
Right. And that's what they were doing. They were creating these ballots based on registrations. Right. So this is why they were pushing through social media, uh, click on this button here and register to vote. Mm-hmm. Because if you could, we could get you registered, we, we will already turn that registration right. into a vote. Yeah. So they were basically saying register to vote, but really if they were speaking the truth, they would be saying register the vote so we can actually take your vote and vote Democrat with it. And so they needed that hook. Yeah. And uh, that's why they were also into open borders. Because um, in California, they had people coming through the southern border of California. And they had so many people. This was before 2016. And they had so many people that were trying to convert into citizens. And the DACA thing happened. And that's why it was, you know, big concern about that. Because they were going to convert these into Democrat registrations. Uh, and what they needed is a head. They needed a head count. They needed an ID so then they were pushing the ID for these illegals. Yeah. And that ID gave them an ID number. And with the ID number, you got a registration number. And with the registration number, you got a ballot. And with a ballot, you got a Democrat voter. And whether they voted or not, they're illegal. They're not supposed to be allowed to vote. But you still got that ballot. So it's about manufacturing ballots that you can then harvest and vote however you want. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, they were able to take that identity and say that and suggest that they actually moved that identity to a warehouse address in Fulton County, Georgia, or, um, you know, a battleground state like in Wayne, uh, uh, Wayne County, Michigan or Milwaukee County, uh, Wisconsin. And they would get these ballots and they would get these people that were non-citizens with an ID and they would move them and they would register them and the ballot would be created. The person still still staying in Tijuana, right. living with 16 other people in a room, um, they didn't know. They got an ID, but they didn't know that they moved to Wisconsin and they didn't know that they voted in Wisconsin right. either. And and who would, who would they complain to? They wouldn't complain. They wouldn't say my identity was stolen and uh, I uh, I voted in Wisconsin. They wouldn't a they wouldn't have known it. They don't speak the the language. They wouldn't have known it, and and uh, and then they're too afraid to complain because if they go and walk into a federal building, right, they're going to be deported. Yeah. So it's the easiest thing to do. We have to we have to do. Um, I will say one thing that's probably good about. Um, what Patrick Byrne brought to the table is he talked about blockchain. And I, I believe that guy is really smart when it comes to cryptocurrencies and blockchain technologies. And we need a better system that's foolproof uh, to where uh, it's not just this ballot. And I think that the, the Supreme Court needs to get involved with mail-in balloting uh, integrity, uh, chain of custody integrity, and ballot harvesting. They need rulings on this because we can't have one state doing one thing and another state doing another that's you know completely illegal. Um, we're going to go ahead and take Jeannie. Uh, Jeannie's on the line. Jeannie, w- welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Good morning. Thank you, Scott and Leonora. Um, <clears throat> President Trump, and I, I came on and mentioned this a couple of months ago, 
President Trump reestablished American sovereignty. He did that in 2018, and then he signed an executive order in 2018 on election fraud. And um, how how corporate assets could be seized if there was election fraud. So he signed that in 2018. In his border speech of last week or 10 days ago, he mentioned he mentioned a lot of his accomplishments, and he stated we have ended the immigration chaos and reestablished American sovereignty. He, he also mentioned to us in that first week of January that on January 1st, an order that he had previously signed went into effect. Well, this all has to do with the Act of 1871, which was a seditious act by the United States government. And the fact that Washington, D.C. is a foreign entity on American soil. But now we have been brought back to American sovereignty. Donald Trump had to leave the White House because it is on foreign soil. So it ends up getting very complicated. But if your listeners will do a search and um, try to find information on the three empire states of which Washington, D.C. is one. And it's historical, and um, I believe the military is now in control. Donald Trump moved because he can't rule a sovereign nation from a foreign land, which is where the White House is. So... What I'm saying sounds pretty convoluted, but it goes back to Jonathan. Jonathan told us some time ago about these prophecies, and one of the prophecies includes that it's going to look like Donald Trump has totally lost. So we need to do a little research and figure out what American sovereignty means now that we are back to a sovereign nation. It changes everything. Huh. Our Constitution was was completely changed right under our noses in 1871. And these people in Washington have been allowed to operate the way they have all of these years since. Wow. We're getting it back. Hopefully. And uh, thank you for calling in today, Jeannie. Thank you. We need to pray. We are in the eye of the storm. Absolutely. Thank you so much for calling in today. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone. Right. Buck up. Yep. Well, you know, um, interesting uh, observations there. Um, one of the things is they always say the House of Representatives controls the purse strings. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You and me, we control the purse, purse strings. strings. So, I mean, at some point, you know, taxation without representation is unconstitutional. Yeah. And we really have the control and the power to not only march on Washington as 80 million people strong, uh, but we also have the, the, uh, the ability to not pay our taxes, to refuse to pay for corruption, refuse to pay for a rigged election. Now, we were told one person, one vote. 
And the Democrats, uh, back in the 13th Amendment, objected to the 13th Amendment about yeah. abolishing slavery. And then the 14th Amendment, they objected to uh, uh, black people being a whole person, not three-fifths of a man. Mm-hmm. The Democrats objected to that. And uh, the Republicans have been leading the whole way with respect to um, civil rights uh, all the way since it was fo- its foundation. Mm-hmm. The Republican Party was started uh, with the premise of abolishing slavery and giving back and you know, making it so all people are free, uh, not just white people. And it was the Democrats every step of the way. If you ever want to uh, look up a monster of a man, a dist- just a complete monster of a man, uh, a guy, a Democrat from Virginia named Walter Plecker. What a monster this guy was. And so he, uh, he was a racist as the day is long. And Democrat, part of the Virginia Assembly and uh, from the 1920s and 30s. Mm-hmm. And so... Republicans have been fighting these fights for a long time. And people need to realize that we are in control of our destiny. No matter what the Democrats or no matter what the corruption in our government says. Um, and we can fight back. We have the power and the numbers. The military, uh, A, is not going to kill their own. Mm-hmm. And B, we have the numbers to actually do whatever we want in this country. They belong to us. The military is paid by us. So they might have a commander-in-chief, but we are, we are the ultimate boss in our country. And um, we're going to go ahead and take a uh, caller. Uh, and this is staticky. Yeah. Wow. Maybe, uh, Maybe we have a bad back. connection. Yeah, so um, that's a bad connection there. Uh, in any case, I want to read through some more of these uh, really great posts. Dr. Gina uh, from Real America Voice, she says, Wonder how it felt for Kamala to stand there with the guy she called a racist. If she wasn't mortified, why should we believe anything she says? Well, this is a clear case of Kamala being an opportunist and Biden being an opportunist. He was told Kamala's going to be your running mate. And yeah. she was told, guess what? You get to be vice president. So Yumichi Alcindor is a, a black journalist that's always race baiting in the in the White House um, press, press room. And uh, she says, President-elect Joe Biden walking into the moment... Uh, that he's been heading toward for 48 years. So, wow, you know, finally walking into the moment he's been heading toward for 48 years. So Chuck Ross writes, 78-year-old man was destined to be president. And, you know, the good news is there's no way that he's going to be running for a second term. I doubt it. (laughs) Although although it is kind of interesting because Dianne Feinstein, uh, she just signed papers to run for 2024. And she's 85 years old. Yeah. So, or she'll be 85, I think, in 2024. She's, I think that's the case. Yeah. And, um, and uh, so she'll be 92 at the end of her uh, six-year term, right? Well, you know, I mean, there are some people that are more energetic <laughs> than others. It just doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely she, ridiculous. Yeah, she's currently eighty. She's currently eighty-seven. So she will be. She's tur- currently. She's currently eighty-seven. 87. She will be turning eighty-eight in June. Oh, okay. Wow. I yeah. didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So she just filed papers 
for 2024 to run as a Senate candidate. Yeah. Now in 2024, she'll she's going to be 91 if she's 87, right? Right. Uh, well, 90. No, 90. I'm sorry. We're in 20. She'll be 90 years old. She'll be 90 years old. And then when she's done with that term, she'll be 96. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. And like I said, in a few months, she turns she turns 88. So uh, epic times. Ivan uh, Penchikov, uh, like this guy, he follows me on uh, Twitter. Uh, President Joe Biden's priorities in order of their appearance in inaugural speech. Okay. All right. Number one, pandemic. Two, racism, domestic terrorism, white supremacy, and repairing alliances. So in other words, two, three, four, and five are all the same thing. It's crazy. It's, it's, absol- it's absolutely crazy. And then in the press corps, Jen Psaki, she had this uh, like on a list of, on a screen. L- LGBTQ plus yeah. was listed there as one of the agenda, like the hot topics for the agenda. Well, yeah, they were I'm like... They're already talking about how the press... Identity politics much? Yeah, identity politics. And they're also talking about how the uh, press uh, secretary's conferences are already good because uh, they're not looking to... Talking about how big crowd sizes are. And they're not... To, you know, they're... You know, in, in other words, they're not Trumpish. They're, you know, they're civil. Well, you know, the other part, though, is she opens it up. Civil? My foot. She opens it up and she says... We're excited to restore truth and integrity, integrity to the White House press corps. Well, you mean after everybody was shouting down every single press secretary that Donald Trump had? But she I mean, basically called Kaylee McInerney a liar. I know. Well, she called everybody else who preceded Kaylee McInerney a liar as well. And, so, and they were all being bashed daily when they would they would stand up in front of the uh, literal firing squad of reporters. So Paul Sperry wrote this. He says, in August 2014, Colombian authorities discovered 90 pounds of cocaine on a cargo ship owned by the Foremost Group, which is Elaine Chow, right. the Chow family, um, Cocaine Mitch, a Beijing tied shipping company run by James Chow uh, and also Angela Chow, the sister of Elaine Chow. James Chow is the father, who happens to be Mitch McConnell's father in law, who gave cocaine Mitch and his Elaine Chow, his wife Elaine Chow, a twenty-five million dollar gift. Is that why he's called Cocaine Mitch? Yeah, that's I, I never knew say. that. I was always yeah. wondered about that. Yeah, because he doesn't strike me as he a doesn't coke look addict, like a cocaine. Right? Yeah, because <laughs> he's got the you know the, he would have he would have um, thinner uh, thinner cheeks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> White House source tells OANN one person that certainly has Biden's ear is Hunter. Watch for the investigation to get swept under the rug within the year. That was Jack Basoviak. I'm not surprised about that. Who said that? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, folks, man, we are in for uh, a rough ride. Um, let's see. Uh, here, here's the. Here's the. Uh, let's let's take a listen to this. This is funny. Okay, let's take a listen. Things happening. A letter note. Uh, will he keep Donald Trump's Air Force One color scheme change? This is such a good question. I have not had the opportunity to dig into that today, um, given the number of executive actions, orders, the inauguration, a few things happening. Um, I will venture. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, I, I was I was laughing at that, thinking, okay, so that's the great question. That's the uh, strong, powerful, yeah. let's investigate. And she's got to dig into it, too. Yeah. Matt Walsh says, yes, I'm a conservative and a critic of this new administration, but I still think it's important to acknowledge historic events when they happen. Today, a glass ceiling has been shattered. Joe Biden is the first man with full-blown dementia to be inaugurated president. 
Uh, and then uh, Daniel Mussolino says, Danielle says, and of course, ignoring the average age of a World War II death was mid-20s versus the average age of COVID death in the mid-80s. But yeah, that's the same. So they were trying to say how many people right. were dying and uh, more people died in World War uh, in COVID than World War Two. Yeah. But, you know, the age difference. Think about that for a second. Um, also, Steve Scalise wrote, President Biden just revoked the Keystone XL permit. This will destroy union jobs and undermine America's energy s- security. This is more of the same failed Obama energy policies that left us dependent on oil from OPEC and increased energy prices for hardworking families. Um, and then Ju- Julie Kelly said, Biden can't stop exploiting COVID. Claims the virus killed more Americans than World War II. Senator Marsha Blackburn said, while signing an executive order to end the Keystone XL pipeline is the simple stroke of a pen, uh, for Joe Biden, it results in the loss of thousands of good-paying American jobs and puts the possibility of energy security and economic competitiveness at risk. Paul Sperry writes, This is supposed to be Biden's day, yet CNN can't stop bashing Trump. They clearly hate Trump more than they like Biden. And Matt Couch said, So far, Biden's got a dozen executive orders that do nothing but put Americans last. And Sean Davis wrote, uh, communist Chinese party media and communist corporate American media are completely indistinguishable. Well, and the, so the China the, is ruining our entertainment industry. They're now becoming uh, inter, more intertwined than ever. Oh. That. And here is the Colorado statement. It says, Colorado Democrats now fully control every statewide office, both houses of the state legislature, the state Supreme Court, and the local Denver governor government. Without their backing, the police must retreat from 26-year-old Antifa losers who, whose moms made them leave the basement today. So there was this picture, the video of Antifa chasing police down in a park. And they were the police were retreating because they're not allowed yeah. to fight back. Again, this is what happened to Colorado. And the situation is... Colorado, that happened to Colorado because they were one of the first early adopters of of the mail-in balloting. So, uh, there's more, so much more we wanted to cover today. <laughs> but there's so much to say, so little time. There's, but there's always tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> After all, tomorrow's another day. Yeah, that's right. Well, anyway, we want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, we're going to be bringing the fight to you every single day. We're going to be fighting the good fight. Um, and with that, my name's Scott Adams. My name's Leonora Corvetta. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Be sure to check out scottadamsshow.com for the p- podcasts. And uh, we'll see you next time. Town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in DC, but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.